What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And we are doing the ultimate quotable buffet episode today. Uh, So if you're a fan of our quotable segment, (laughs) today Delaney and I are going to be sharing our top five favorite quotes of all time each and how they've changed our lives and shaped them. So I'm yes. excited. And of course, I'm so excited. And of course, we could not just pick five each. So we have some bonus ones for you. <laughs> we have some extras. It is a buffet. You know, we got us some side salads. Yeah, we type A plus it. We we added yeah. the work that we already <laughs> did. But um, so before we get into all of that, just wanted to remind you guys of some of my upcoming tour dates. I know that this is coming out on July 31st. So I'm going to be in Davenport, Iowa at Rhythm City Casino on August 4th. And then I will be in Dania Beach, Florida the weekend after that. In September, I'll be in Fort Collins in Louisville. And then the rest of the year, I'm in Spokane, Cleveland, Cleveland, Grand Rapids, Washington, D.C., Nashville, Huntsville, Atlanta, Boston, and Tampa. So if you just heard any city that's where you live or near you, go to KelseyCook.com and get those tour date tickets. Fabulous. And you can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for my podcast over there called Career Crush, where we talk about building an unconventional career. And um, I'm just loving the interviews and stuff that I've been doing and the conversations I've been having. And so if you think you would be a great guest to be on that show or you know somebody who's doing something cool and weird, the weirder the better um, as a free, you know, for a living, please come on over and submit to be a guest. I would, I would love to hear from you. So you can do all that at DelaneyFisher.com. Um, it's a private podcast, but it's totally free. You just sign up. It gets delivered to your inbox. And yeah, it's a real good time. So check it out. Incredible. 
Okay, well, we would usually at this point in the show start with a quotable, but because today's whole episode is a quotable buffet, we're just going to go ahead yes. and jump right into our absolute favorite ones. And so yes, here's our quotables. Quotables for the... Yes. <laughs> if you have been a longtime listener, you have probably... I don't know. You could probably play a drinking game and see if you can guess our quotes. <laughs> because we've definitely yeah. echoed them over the years on the show, but... Um, definitely. I can start with one and then we can go back and forth. How do you feel about that, Del? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm excited to hear your top, top one. I think yeah. I know what it is. I'm playing this drinking game with myself right now, <laughs> um, but we'll see if I'm right. <laughs> okay. My favorite quote of all time is, go confidently in the direction of your dream. Yes! <laughs> you guys- okay, go ahead, Del. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> go confidently in the direction of your dreams live the life you've imagined so drink at home if you guessed that right but yeah it's by uh, Henry David Thoreau and it just has really guided my life especially in terms of my career and it helped me make that leap out of being a, a college math major and thinking I was going to be a high school math teacher into pursuing comedy for a living, which was such a scary leap. But I do think yeah. that sort of a quote, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. It's like, just do it and see what happens. Because yes, I love that one. I, I think you need to drink because I guess that correctly. <laughs> so if you have something near you, but yeah, that is that really is such a good one. And you know, it's so funny. Um, you, you must've brought that up in the very beginning of self-helpless, you know, six years ago, because we ended up, we ended up tweaking it. Like, why don't we say, let's crawl in the direction of our dreams. Cause sometimes when you feel so confident and that's been like the basis, like this running kind of joke, we have merch that says crawl in the direction of your dreams, all based on, you know, Kelsey's favorite quote ever. So I love that. It's a, it's a good staple around here. It is. I have that quote on magnets around my house. I have it on coffee mugs. And it's the only thing in my life that I had considered getting tattooed on my body. I don't currently yeah. have any tattoos. I've always been the type to kind of change my mind a lot on certain things. And so I was yeah. always afraid that if I got a tattoo, I wouldn't love it for forever. But that's one quote that when I was in college, I was really close to getting it tattooed on me. And then my dad freaked out because <laughs> so like, old fashioned at the time about that sort of a thing. And I think sometimes parents yeah. look at their kids as like, oh, like, please don't change anything about you right. the way you are or whatever. And so he, he sent me this like long email, like begging me not to get a tattoo. And then he, <laughs> bought, me, he bought me a bracelet that <laughs> go confidently in the direction of your dreams engraved oh, on it as like a so desperate... Funny like just just wear this bracelet and it'll be yeah, like a tattoo. Yeah. he really I don't know it's so funny. oh that's so funny that is such a dad move yeah like oh here here's a piece of art with the quote can you just hang this in your bedroom instead <laughs> it's I think it's also yeah. be a generational thing sometimes that generation doesn't always fully get that tattoos are so common now yeah. You're like, how are you going to get a job? Like, dad, I work exactly. for myself. <laughs> I remember the email was like, tattoos have long been associated with biker gangs. And I'm like, dad, who the fuck do you think is going to look at me and be like, we need to watch out for her. Like, <laughs> watch your back around this one. I mean, just so yeah. ridiculous. 
Oh gosh. So how do you feel about a tattoo now that now that you've loved that quote for well over a decade, right? Like well yeah. over a decade. Have you ever considered, oh, if you had to get a if you had to get a tattoo today, would it be that quote? Or is there anything else on your mind as what you would put on your body? I think if somebody held a gun to my head and was like, you have to get a, t- a tattoo today, I would feel yeah. fine getting that one. And yeah. also, I think obviously with all of the stuff that has happened with my mom, there have been thoughts in my head of wanting maybe a tattoo at some point of, that's something about my mom. But yeah. I don't know. I, I have to say, I think tattoos look really good on you. I see okay. people all the time with tattoos. And I'm like, fuck, that looks so good on them. I just don't know that a tattoo would look good on me. And I don't know why, but I, it's hard for me to picture yeah. a tattoo of myself like anywhere on my body. Oh, yeah. I, I was always the same way. I, I thought about a tattoo for like like 13 years. And I'm like, I think I'll, I'll get that at some point. Mm-hmm. And it was a tattoo that reminded me of my grandpa. And yeah. so when he when he passed away, I was like, now I actually really want that tattoo. So I feel like if I don't know the whole tattoo thing, I think if you know, you know, you know when you want to do it. And if you don't know yet, then it's not like, like the right time or moment. And it was such a it ended up being a really cool experience because I went with my cousins and we all got a tattoo like in memory of our grandfather together. So I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't get this 10 years ago because it ended up being like this cool kind of family bonding experience, too. Okay, are you ready for my favorite quote of all time? <laughs> okay, go for it. So, so I think this one is like my favorite one of all time because um, I, I found it in college. I stumbled upon it in college and it really just opened my mind. And it's something that I always kind of go back to. So it is, um, okay, where is it? It is a Socrates quote. Socrates really killing it with the quotes. Um, I only know one thing and that is I know nothing. Oh. I love that quote so much because I think that has got to be like the definition of what wisdom is, that you're not a fucking know-it-all. You're open to other people's experiences and ideas and and new th- new findings, right? I think it's just like the definition of open-mindedness. And I found it at a time where I think I was 18 and I was studying, you know, religions of the world and I was studying philosophy. And like for the first time, I felt like my mind was opening up into a lot of different areas. It's like, you know, I was raised, um, I was raised going to church, um, Catholic, uh, Catholicism, Christianity, all that stuff. And I remember taking um, a teachings of Jesus class that I fucking loved, fell in love with like the historical Jesus stuff. And it was just weird. Here I am at like 18 and it was the very first time ever that I'd actually been studying this person that was the basis for these like religions I grew up with. And I thought that was so interesting. I'm like, wow, it took like 18 years. And now I'm like learning about the, what was going on historically and the significance of stuff. Anyway, I just thought it was very cool. Um, and I, I fell in love with that quote because yeah, it's like when you, when you think you know everything, you really cut yourself off to connection. Like what kind of connection can you have without like vulnerability, right? Like like nothing, nothing meaningful. Yeah. I think that that quote is really critical in personal relationships as well. It makes me think of the four agreements where don't take things personally, don't make assumptions, Because if you enter into situations where you're like, I know that this is what they're thinking. I know that this is their intention. I know that this is what was going on or whatever. 
Yeah. We're really closing off a lot of room for humanity and you potentially being wrong. It's just I, like that happens yeah. so often in our lives, whether it's romantic relationship, a uh, family member, you know, you have to really stay open-minded and be like, before I freak out about anything, let's make sure I know everything. Absolutely. Could you imagine if people just had conversations with each other yeah. instead of just like hating people they've never met? How like the world would change if that was the basis, you know, like there's no resolution without conversation and listening to somebody else's perspective and experiences. So mm -hmm. that's one that's just like a staple. It's not one that I like think of or use every day, but that I felt like that was a really meaningful one that I found um, yeah. in my in my young adult years. I love it. <laughs> I love it. There's infinite things to know in the world. We can't possibly know everything. So yeah, exactly. And we're finding out new shit all the time. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's such a good one. Is that your number one of all time? I think that's my number. I think that's my number one because I think um, every, I think all this stuff that has made me very happy is like questioning my own conditioning, mm -hmm. you know, like, why do I believe the th things that I believe? And what would I believe if that was erased for a second? And what would, if I was looking at something for the first time? So I, I think that's, that's a good compass for me. Wow. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's great. What about you, Kels? What's, what's next on your list? Let's see if I can <laughs> guess it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another Thoreau quote. Really, Thoreau's my oh. man. He's my guy. This quote is, it is a characteristic of wisdom not to do desperate things. Yes, look at this. Two yeah. wisdom quotes in a row. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a quote that has helped me as I've gotten older in life to not be so impulsive, to not make decisions that are coming from a people-pleasing place, just remembering to take a pause before I have communication that's maybe not coming from the best place. So I look yeah. back on both career things and relationship things, but man, a lot of relationship things in my maybe early 20s where like we've all sent a desperate text in a relationship. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Several. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to count. <laughs> yeah, we have all done things in a relationship that's coming from a place of just like panic or desperation. I think the world of texting has yeah. really fucked people up. And <laughs> yes. I mean, like we've all waited for a text from somebody that you've been like wanting to hear from. And I remember being just like really young and not being like not being cool enough, not having enough self-confidence to be like okay if if i'm not hearing from this person then yes. that's fine that's an answer that's an answer yeah but being yeah. really young i would always be like but i want to know like what what happened what's going on or whatever and um that quote has helped me a lot in life to just like take a pause don't act out of desperation don't do things in your career that you feel like are not true to you, but that yes. you think will benefit you, you know, just like stupid yeah. opportunities when I was younger that I would say yes to in comedy that I look back now and I'm like, why would, why did you do that? But I was yeah. desperate. I, I wanted to, I wanted right. to have success. So. Right. Oh, it's such a good one. It's like that whole kind of reacting versus responding kind of concept. It really reminds me a lot of med like uh, about meditation, because if you can ground yourself and center yourself, 
I think, you know, you, you naturally become like less reactive in the moment and maybe think of what's best for you, um, like for your values, like what's really aligned with your values, but also like, what's the long-term benefit for you as well. So you don't make rash decisions. Um, I completely identify that, especially like the, sometimes you really are desperate. Like, I mean, back in the day when I'm like barely making rent and somebody offers me a TV gig that pays $500, I'm like, I will say anything you want for my money so I can please, you know, not be kicked out of my home, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, there's times where, God, I, I really do feel desperate. But at some point, you know, you're a lot of us are able to kind of move into a different phase where we're still doing desperate things, but we don't have to. And I had to remind myself at some point, like, oh, I I was I used to be in a situation where I really had to say yes to pretty much anything coming my way to like pay buy food. And yeah. now I'm out of that, but I'm still making some of those same decisions. What how can I make different decisions based on what does it look like not to make you know, reactive decision or say no to things, man, that, that period of time where like, you're saying no for the first time, whoo, that is scary shit right there. It is. Yeah. Scary. Feeling desperate in any area of life is one of the worst feelings I can feel like that's, yeah. I, I feel very badly about myself and my self-confidence is low. If I'm in a place where I'm feeling desperate, I just think that's that's a place yeah. I like to avoid at all costs. And so I think of that quote whenever I'm feeling that way. That's such a good one. And also like it, um, kind of an example that's coming to my head. It's like if somebody is, um, like, so let's say somebody's a content creator and a brand that like they don't use or something, or they don't like, or they don't agree with or whatever, they just say yes to for the money. Mm-hmm. But then the, the aftermath is now their community does not trust them. because they know it wasn't aligned with their values. So maybe they got a short-term reward of money, but long-term consequences is now nobody's going to really believe shit that you say because you just openly acted in misalignment, right? Like, so it's kind of like the, that short-term reward versus the long-term reward can sometimes look very different and it can be hard to say no to that short-term to benefit the long term, like you know, yep, that's, what that's so challenging. Why, yeah, you know, wise owl of the forest, <laughs> you make big decisions, you know. So big decisions, absolutely. Um, yeah, I love that one. So my next one, and this is just all nothing in in any particular order, but this one, um, success on paper is just that. Mm. Oh, I love this quote so much. And I'm so sad because I found this years ago in a random internet article and it just stuck with me. So I can't remember who wrote it. I've Googled searched for it to try to give credit to this person and I cannot find it. Um, so if you do happen to know who, who wrote that, please send it in. Um, but this one I think is a really good compass for if you're doing something for the right reasons, are you doing something because you want that like shiny thing um, or because you actually want to. And I used to be somebody who just really chased accomplishments mindlessly without thinking about why am I doing this or what is the outcome I want here or anything like that. Um, And this kind of leads into one, a question that I just asked myself a lot um, in a phase where I was like making some changes about career stuff and all that, where if I could not tell anybody I did this thing, would I still do it? 
Uh, right. Like if I couldn't tell anybody that I did stand up comedy, would I still be doing stand up? No. Right. If I couldn't tell anybody, um, if I couldn't post this on Instagram, would I go to this event? No. Right. Like, so it's, it's yeah. really getting super honest with, okay, I am doing this for different reasons. I'm doing this for maybe some validation. I'm doing this out of fear, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I like that one is just a, for professional reasons a lot too. Yeah. Great litmus test of yes. what, what is the reason behind what you're doing? Ooh, yeah, exactly. That's a good one. That's a good one. So number three on my list is don't set yourself on fire to keep somebody else warm. Yes. I knew that was going to be on your list. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yes. I found that quote through our podcast. I think it was oh, you know, such a good one at some point, either submitted by a helpster or maybe it was yes. from you. I don't, I don't remember, but it was years ago that we first talked about that quote on the show. I actually have the, it's in my notes because I feel like we should, oh, it's from Penny Reed. Penny Reed. A quote by Penny Reed. Okay. Such a good one. Oh my gosh. Man, if you have problems with boundaries, if you are a people pleaser, Jesus Christ, I was yeah. a charred, burnt end. From yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially through my 20s, I was just ablaze all the time trying to make everybody happy trying to you know it just it's you can't live life like that it's so exhausting yeah you are the one who, who suffers when you do that you know and uh i like to say yeah don't set yourself on fire just turn the heater on everybody will be warm right <laughs> like what's an external thing you can do <laughs> so everybody's warm but it's like you know there's something else there that's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. But um, I seriously, the the concept or quote or wherever we heard this where um, people pleasing is actually lying, that changed my life forever, right? Because I'm like, wait a minute, I don't want to be a liar. But that's what you're like when you're people pleasing, you're not speaking up. You're not saying how you actually feel. You're not addressing your needs. And I know not everybody is always in a situation where they feel like they can do that safely. Yeah. Um, but that really changed things for me because instead of making it about like, no, I'm just I care about other people. So I'm doing everything I can for other people. No, you're actually lying to other people 
And therefore you are cutting off, like, uh, you're, you're not allowing a meaningful connection. Like you're not allowing them to know who you really are or, you know what I mean? Open, open up that kind of vulnerability in a relationship. So that, that kicked my ass and changed everything when I heard that. Yeah. That quote really resurfaced for me in the past couple of years with everything with my mom's disease, because I felt like I'd gotten a pretty good handle on it in terms of my personal life uh, and career stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like in relationships and in my career, I'd gotten good about not setting myself on fire to keep others warm. But then when, so if, if you're a new listener, my mom has something called frontotemporal dementia. She's been diagnosed with it uh, as of two and a half years ago. And when you become a caregiver it becomes really hard to distinguish what is what is you being a great daughter and what is you not taking care of yourself. Right. And unfortunately, those two things can coexist. <laughs> like you can be being a great daughter and um, taking care of one of your parents as you are deteriorating <laughs> physically, right. emotionally. Right. So I have had to kind of take away the black and white aspect of that quote. Like you said, you know, turn a heater on and make everybody warm or whatever. I've had to find a middle ground with everything that's going on with my mom where I am still giving care and constant love and doing everything I can, but I can't do it to the point that I can't function because it's, you know, it's like another quote, the whole oxygen mask on the plane. You got to put your mask on before you can put others on. And there was a long period of time where I just wasn't putting a mask on for myself at all. And it's so right. Then you can't even give care if you're not taking care right. of it. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. interesting that, that quote has shifted shapes over the course of my life to mean different things and have to be kind of adjusted yeah. in there. Yeah, it's such a good one. It reminds me of that. <laughs> Yet another quote. We're just, we got so many side quotes on this episode I didn't see coming. Yeah. But the, uh, the one about boundaries were like boundaries is how I can love you and myself at this or l- love you and myself at the same time. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Yep. Something about boundaries. Right. Where it's like, like you said, Kelsey, it's like, yeah, if you are so burnt out, then you're not helping yourself and you're not able to help anybody else either because you're just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually very like it's a selfless act to take care of yourself before, you know, going out there and helping other people or the world because you just have to. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Um, I love this, this next one for just career stuff. Um, it, and it's, you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. The Jim Carrey quote, um, about it. And it's he, what he said this at a graduation, right. Where he talked, um, he talked to a graduating class about the fact that his father, like went and went, took a, a career path because it was like the safe option or something, but he ended up losing his job anyway. Yeah. And his dad was actually very talented in some other area. I don't know if that was in acting or music or whatever. Um, and so it's like, yeah, you can, you can actually fail at the thing that is your quote unquote safe option. That, that is not a guaranteed shoe in path to success either. So if you can fail at that stuff, why not really go for what you want? Because either way, like, yeah, you can fail, but you can also succeed. Yeah. God, that one. That one, I love I that one. a lot of people right in the balls when he gave that speech. I think there's 
a reason that that went yes. viral because it did resonate with so many people who right not picking the path of their dreams. They were picking the safe route and being like, fuck. Yes. And you know, what's so interesting. I, I mean, I had people projected a lot of fear onto me when I left like my cushy day job and I decided to paint penises on, on uh, coffee mugs. Right. <laughs> like you <No>. are crazy. <laughs> right. So I like, I launched this business. I left my day job. I, I made a really big pivot and people were so worried for me and, you know, like, Hey, that's kind of a financially irresponsible move that you're making. Um, but actually, however many years later this is, um, it was actually a res- like financially responsible move because I have now made more money than I ever would have if I had stayed in that path of getting that 3% raise every year in corporate and boom, 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 staying in that situation where I was unhappy and, and kind of climbing that corporate ladder, that was actually financially irresponsible in hindsight. Right. So it's like, yeah, you like everybody's perspective is going to be different about what success looks like because they're also projecting what success might look like for them or what they've been told it looks like. Um, But you really have to kind of determine that for yourself and define what success really means to you. And it doesn't have to always be financially, but just in every facet of your life. Yeah. I think that kind of echoes the live the life you've imagined part of my favorite quote is how crucial it is to be able to imagine the life you want because I think a lot of us don't even know what that is and sometimes we have to stop and be like okay if if I could picture everything I wanted and not get made fun of for it or not tell myself I'm being stupid or silly what do you want because a lot of us just are afraid to even picture that Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a great question. Is like, if you're not, if you were guaranteed to succeed at it and you're guaranteed not to be ridiculed for it, what would you do? Like it was a guaranteed huge massive success Yes, in every facet. What does that actually look like for you? Oh yeah. (laughs) That's a a deep hole. I mean, really like, yeah, I want to journal the second we're done. (laughs) Recording yeah, because that's I, I've been having some stuff with that lately, but yes, uh, such a great one. My fourth quote is also something that goes, I think, very well with my favorite one, but it's leap and the net will appear. Yeah, very simple quote. I think it can be a little woo woo for people who are really grounded in logic and safety and. That's how I felt for so many years growing up. That's why I ultimately had landed on that I was going to be a high school math teacher because to me, that was such a safe bet. It's like, well, yeah, world needs more math teachers and I love math and I love the high school I went to. So I'm just going to become a math teacher at the high school I went to. I'm never going to leave this small area I grew up in. I mean, I just wanted the most safety and security yeah. Because I was really afraid of what I didn't know. And the mm-hmm. concept of leap in the net will appear is just, com- it's totally based on faith that the leap you take is going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. It just scared the shit out of me when I was young. But I did, like I said in the beginning of this episode, make that leap eventually in college when I changed my major to broadcast production and started doing stand-up 
And it's so weird. It's like, I think sometimes people think that leap in the net will appear means that if you take a leap of faith that everything's going to be easy and mm. you're not going to have to work again. And I, I don't know, for me, it's been like, my life isn't easier because I'm doing what I love, but the work that I have to do is work that I love doing and it's worth doing. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think for when I hear that quote, it's like when you are changing, consciously changing directions in some way, Thinking about just, okay, let's say that you're walking through a forest and you decide to go this way instead of this way. You're going to you're gonna stumble upon different plants and trees. You're going to see different little creeks and animals and all that stuff. And I think those things can kind of be like our nets. Like, oh, I wouldn't have met this person if I had gone down that path. And now this person is helping me with this or I'm helping them with that. And so I think it's just like, that is just a natural result of you shifting gears is like, you're shifting the direction of things. You're getting involved in new spaces. You're shifting up the energy and all that kind of stuff too, in the woo woo way as well. And mm-hmm. I, I've I've been experiencing that a lot too, where I um I realize how much I fucking love podcasting. Like I really really <laughs> enjoy it. When I think about all the ways that I've changed direction, I've changed my mind over the years. Podcasting has been the mo- most constant. Mm-hmm. When I really think of everything else that I did. And it made, it's made me realize like, I want to do, you know, my other podcast and make a more serious way. Not like it wasn't serious, but you know, it's been like a monthly thing and it's been, you know, shared on my email list and all that stuff. But I'm like, what if I, maybe, maybe there's a part of me that actually wants to take this and, and make it bigger, right? Like do something different with it. And I changed direction of what I wanted to do. And it's felt so good. But as soon as I started doing that, I, people started popping up in my space that were exactly who I wanted to meet. Like I told Cam in, uh, when we went to Ireland for our honeymoon, I'm like, I'm really excited about this new direction. I just want to start meeting people that are just doing really cool, weird shit. Like that just sounds so exciting. And then we go to the bar at this castle in Ireland and there's a couple sitting next to us. And they are there because they are traveling magicians who ride motorcycles and do all this fucking cool shit as their career. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was just talking about how I wanted to meet people organically that do awesome shit. And and I interviewed um, I interviewed him for the podcast. It's yeah. like stuff like that. Or there's things that I'm I'm considering um, business wise right now, there's a, there's a couple things kind of up in the air and then somebody pops up in my inbox who does those exact things. So I get to talk to her and ask a bunch of questions about it. It's just like those weird things. I'm like, okay, I, I feel good. Like, I feel like I'm going down the right path here because not only am I excited, but things are popping up or I'm noticing them differently. And that's why I'm acting on it. But I, I love it. I love all the woo-woo stuff. You know me. <laughs> I know. And I will say, I do I do feel strongly that if you are doing what you are supposed to be doing in life, the yeah. universe or energy or whatever you want to call it, I do feel yeah. like it conspires to help you. I do feel like doors start That'd to open. Point. Like I said, I don't think it means that you don't work ever again. <laughs> I think you still have to right. work. But right. I think that things support you and things are with you and helping you in that motion. I think when you're doing the stuff you're not supposed to do, everything feels really hard. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's another great quote too, right? Something about the universe conspiring to help you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You're so right. And also you're so excited about it. So you're engaging it with it, with it differently. Like I remember when I was very unhappy in my day job, I started getting offers at the company for other day jobs I knew I didn't like. So there were doors opening, but I was like, no, thanks. Let's shut that door. I don't want that. And it feels so differently when a door opens and it's actually the direction you want to go. Cause you're like, oh my God, let me run through this fucking door yes. before it shuts. And so I think you, you also like your perception and all of that. And honestly, when you think about, is it woo woo? It's like, okay, the, um, our environment is like mostly made up of energy. Everything is energy. It's like very little matter. So yeah. energy is actually very a logical analytical thing. If your energy feels off, you're going to be in that energy, you know? Like it's that that shit blows my mind too where it's like okay, I I get stuck where like I'm trying to be analytical and logical and use data, but I'm like okay, but we're literally floating in the sky on a ball, right? Like what does logical even mean? on our planet. What the fuck? What is any of this? So what does logic even mean? Right? What is science even mean? Why does that work that way? Right? Anyway, that's a that's a that's a very high (laughs) conversation we can get into later. (laughs) We'll need some weed for next next episode. An episode when we're sponsored by one of the awesome CBD companies we work with. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ooh, I love this one. Anytime you're going through a tough time, um, sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you have been buried, but actually you have been planted. That's by Christine Kane. Fuck, that's a great quote. Come on. I got Come on. So good. Anything in your life, right? I, and then even looking back at stuff that you've experienced, when you think about that the biggest amount of growth or the biggest pivots or the thing that led to the thing that you love it all probably started with something kind of shitty when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Some tough time really, really like catapulted you in a different direction. Yeah. Oh, for sure. God, I love that quote so much. So good. I know people have like taken this quote and added to it like sometimes or like when you're in a dark place, you've been buried. You think you've been buried, but you've actually been planted. Grow, right? I think somebody added grow to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, fuck, it's so good. I mean, I didn't think about when I was going through like the worst breakup of my life, devastated. Um, I had I was going to spend the summer with this person and, and we broke up. And so I decided to go and study abroad instead. Mm. And, and that trip changed my life. 
I went, I met one of my best friends who is the reason I tried stand-up comedy for the first time. Stand-up comedy led me down this whole career path that I absolutely love. And I wouldn't have done, or I wouldn't have done any of that if I had stayed with this person and spent the summer with him. Why? You know, it's like that, but it's like, it felt so devastating at the time. And I was forcing myself to do this thing that I didn't know if I really wanted to do or should do. But I mean, I really, yeah, I think if you really think back on your past, you can see, you can see the light at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel. It's just hard to see it when you're actually presently going through it. Yeah, absolutely. It's when we watched the Stutz documentary, he talked about that every pearl has a little bit of shit in it. Yes. Conversely, every turd has a little bit of pearl in it. Exactly. So even when it's tough, it's like, there's got to be a silver lining to this. Yeah, I wear my shit necklace every day. <laughs> There's a pearl in there somewhere. There we go. <laughs> Gotta dig around to find it. Okay, so this is my official number five on my list, but I do have a couple bonus ones like we talked about. That's so fabulous. Um, it's don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. And this is actually mm. something that my grandma used to say all the time and then oh. that my mom would say all the time. And I love that quote. I think it, puts things in perspective really quickly. I think 99.9% of the time when we're upset about something, if we zoom out, it's like, okay, everything's going to be fine. Whatever that quote is, it's like, is this going to matter in a month? Is this going to matter in a year? A lot of the time, it's not going to. Exactly. So yeah, that, that quote helps me if I'm having a bad day and it's Maybe I'm like PMSing or something and everything feels like it's kind of piling up. That's a good one to bring it back down to like, hey, let's let's take a breath. Let's take a walk. Everything's going to yeah. be Absolutely. That's such, I love that. I, I love that. That's such a good one. I'm going to keep that one in my head too, because that's super helpful and yeah. just an endearing quote in general. And it reminds me of like, you know, the exercises people kind of prescribe, like, hey, write a letter to yourself when, when you're 95 or whatever, write a a letter to your younger self or vice versa, write a letter to your older self, like that, those little tiny annoyances or things in your day to day, they just don't fucking matter. They just do not matter. And I, um, you know, my, my grandmother passed away recently and I, you know, the, even just the last couple of weeks leading up to her death, she was still so worried about the little things. She was like, did we get the mail today? You know, did we do this? And how about, you know, and I'm like, Oh grandma, I wish, I wish you could, you know, I wish that was relieved for you. Right. Like, and, and towards the very, very end, obviously it's like, naturally you're not thinking about that, but I, that even taught me a lesson of like, I don't want to be worrying the way that my grandmother is when I'm 92, you know, I, I want her to feel like she could be present and just, you know, most of the time and just kind of enjoy the moment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard in the moment again, but like, you have to like zoom out and force perspective on yourself. Yeah. My grandma would say that. And she would also say, everything's going to be okay. And that's, yeah. I mean, you hear that every day, but th- there's something really comforting about a grandma saying it. Somebody who's older and wiser and just, I think that does cover a lot of things. Like even when the worst things in your life happen, it's like everything will be okay though. Eventually, even if they don't feel okay in the moment, eventually things will be okay. Absolutely. This reminds me of a quote that my grandma said to me too. She said, date as many many men as you can before you get married. (laughs) 
And I, I held up my end of the bargain. <laughs> I stuck to that promise for my grandmother. Um, uh, it's what she wanted for me. It's your grandma. So hoe out. She's like, Lip. I obliged. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love, I, I wish I could have met your grandma. She was very funny. She just hit on all of the men in our family. Like she always had little boyfriends. I mean, she was, yeah, she was a hoot. She was hilarious. Um, yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah. Any quote from a grandma, you're right, Kels. Any quote from a grandma, let's just tattoo all of those on our arms. Um, okay. This one is, um, here it is. We can't become what we need to be by remaining what we are. Oprah saving the best for last Oprah. Um, yeah, that's such a good reminder. We can't become what we need to be by remaining what we are. I think this is, um, this is what I like to remind myself when you are in times of like change and transition and you're maybe like, Oh gosh, things don't feel like they used to be, or I feel like I'm ready for the next phase of something. There's like, kind of like, be like mourning in a way of, of like the old stuff. But, um, you know, you can't, you can't get to that next level without doing things differently or that next phase of your life or that career move or whatever. You have to actually do shit differently. Um, and this reminds me of that quote of, um, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is like the definition of insanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love <laughs> it's that like, one. yeah, we got to do shit differently, <laughs> even if it feels really uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah. I feel like I hold really tightly onto past versions of myself sometimes. Like when I feel like I yeah. don't necessarily, not that I don't recognize myself, but when you feel like you've gone through a big period of growth and you're like, wow, I've like learned a lot. I feel like such a different, like wiser person. But then sometimes you're like, yeah. oh, am I like old now? Am I boring? Am I, you know, yeah. like you miss young versions, but then you also think of all the turmoil that can come with with being in your 20s and you're like, oh, that's fine. Everything's going <laughs> Yes. I feel like um, sometimes I would cut my old self off too much. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like, okay, now I'm not this person anymore. Let's not even talk about that old person or that old thing I used to do. Let's erase it from everything because now I'm this new person and that's all that matters. And I've actually started like incorporating like things that I used to do into like who I am now instead of feeling so separate because that just wasn't feeling right or it's like okay that all that shit I used to do led to what I do now and who I am now so yeah. let's just embrace that shit you know Love it. all right I want to hear your bonus quotes. quotes okay yes <laughs> so this is something I've thought a lot in recent times is not my monkeys not my circus <laughs> I don't know where that quote comes from, but I hear people say it all the time. And as I've gotten older, it, to me, it's an old person quote because it's just a oh, very like, like your hands are up and you're just like, not my monkeys, not my circus. Right. I'm not responsible for this stuff. I'm not responsible for any of the shit that's being thrown or anything. The tent that is exploding. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is how I feel about that. The older you get, especially if you've been in therapy for years, if perhaps you do a self-help podcast and you spend... <laughs> Maybe an, an extra amount of time in the world of trying to, I don't know, know yourself more, be better out in the world, whatever the fuck. Yeah. When you as an adult run into other people that maybe have never 
done therapy and are not like acting right in the world or just whatever it is. Sometimes there's an urge to try to control that situation. You are being a crazy person. You are whatever. Like you want to be like, oh my God, this is not how you should behave. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, that's not my problem. I don't, I have no responsibility to like make this person a different person. You're just like, all right. Yes. Yeah. Enjoy the circus. I will not be buying your tickets. <laughs> yeah. I just think like you yeah. see a lot of that in the world. And I mean, especially working in, in entertainment, you, there are, Oh God. Yeah. Here. You know, characters to say the least. And sometimes yeah. I get frustrated and want to fix certain things. And um, I think that's part of keeping your peace is just, recognizing when it's not your monkeys and it's not your circus and just it's so good it's i love that one what a fun way to say that too and it's like i think that it's like true for anything and it you know maybe it can be harder like if you really care and you love that person but like it reminds me of the whole you know you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped like you can't save somebody who wants who doesn't want to be saved there's a reason they're holding on to the chaos. You know, there's a reason why they're doing what they do, even if they're not aware of it, which is a whole other journey in itself. But um, I love that. I love that one. That's so fun. Okay. You said the monkey one. I'm going to say one that is like a kind of like my bonus ones are kind of like the the basic bitch Instagram quotes Mm -hmm. that we love. Um, But this one just gets, gets me so amped and it's, Wake up, beauty. It's time to beast. <laughs> I knew that one was going to rear its head at some point in this episode. It's so funny because I don't, that nothing about that quote resonates with me. I just think it's not my quote. <laughs> but I'm happy that you love it so much. I feel like if I was a marathon runner, which I'm not and have no desire to be, this is what I would tell myself before every race. Like, <laughs> yeah. just gets me so amped. <laughs> No, it's attributed to Instagram. Okay, we don't know who we don't oh. know who to credit with this with this gem of inspiration. Um, but yeah, this one for some reason has stuck with me for so many years. Funny, yeah, that's the thing. It is the most corny, cheesy thing. Yet it has been ingrained in my heart for over a decade, probably. Um, and it just it for for some reason, it's just that little hit of like. Let's go after exactly what we fucking want today. Let's fucking do this, right? Let's put aside the fear and bullshit and send that email or or talk to that person or whatever. I mean, you guys, I've like my heart is actually beating faster once I said that quote. <laughs> but you know what? That's why that's why quotes are great because there are so many. Yeah. And they speak to all of us differently. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, there's that. What else you got? Another one of my bonus ones, and this popped up when we were talking about tattoos, is if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Yes. Oh, such a great one. I use that one on an almost daily basis. There's something that will pop up in my mind that I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm like, you know what? If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Yeah. It's such a good one to like use in your daily life. Yeah. If you struggle with indecision in particular, because I definitely am somebody that's like, oh, I don't like I. I can yeah. a lot of the time and yeah. that one helps me get right to the core of what I need to do. It's so good. That's such a great one too. It's like, yeah, you're a creative with a lot of ideas every day and you're having a hard time prioritizing. 
Um, oh my goodness. Uh, that is just, um, for, for me, it's like, I know exactly what needs to be worked on in the present moment and what needs to be forgotten about, you know, Mm -hmm. for the time being. And that's such a good one. Um, Oh, another one, which is one of my other all-time favorite quotes. Um, And this one I actually do pretty much use on a daily or weekly basis. That's along the lines of like prioritizing is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And that's a David Allen quote. And I need to hear that shit multiple times a day. Yeah. multiple times a day where it's like, look, I know you got a lot of interests. You got, you're excited about everything. Sometimes you feel excited about everything equally in the same moment, but what do we actually know? And then it's like, okay, I, for me, it's unraveling. What do I want my day-to-day to look, to look like? Actually, I like working from home. I like having the flexibility. If I go open up a brick and mortar store right now, that will change a lot. So that maybe needs to be a little bit down further down the road, right? Like all these things where I'm just like, remember the lifestyle as kind of a grounding tool in itself. Um, and what do I already know? I love, I already know. I love podcasting. I already know. I love talking to people in this way. Oh my God. It's constant. <laughs> I love the prioritizing quotes though. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. You can look at it on a big scale or small scale. It's like, you can't do every single career that's out there. You also can't, right necessarily do everything on your to-do list in one day depending on Correct. what you're trying to it's like that's how I it helps me a lot with my day-to-day yeah of thinking I can do 30 things in a day and it's like lady measure that in energy not time like exactly it's taking up a lot of energy you don't have the energy to do all that today absolutely what, so, what, what else is on your bonus list so uh comparison is a thief of joy yes yeah, such a good one. Ah, I forgot about that one. Solid. That one and that goes well with so I've talked about the desert the desiderata on the podcast, which to me is like my all-time favorite quotable poem or yeah. prayer, whatever you want to call it to me. I think of it as a poem. But yeah. Oh my God. Um, there's a line in it that says, um, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Mm. and which isn't meant meant to like make you feel bad or comparing or whatever but it's just meant to be like it's impossible like just do your best and that's it you can't be thinking of and social media has of course totally (laughs) messed with all of us with quantifying yeah popularity or success with the number of followers you have or the views and it's that's something I have to tell myself constantly is like god comparison just steals joy so quickly yeah Ah, social media has stolen a lot of joy from people like big time and um I I, this is such a great quote and I think it's such a good reminder because sometimes you might be in a conversation with somebody and they might say something like I just want to be the best at this thing or the best in the world in my industry or the best whatever but what does that actually mean to you because the best might be does, does that mean you make the most money does that mean you've gotten the most peer reviewed awards mm-hmm. does that mean you have the most property does it mean that you have like right what does that actually mean? It means that you're the, the most happy in your day to day. Does it mean you have the best balance? What the fuck does the best at something actually mean to you? Because you can get so trapped up in that where you don't even know 
what you're chasing and what would actually make you feel quote unquote, the best, you know? So it's like, what is, what is the best that you can be and maybe use that as the, as the, you know, kind of defining stuff. The barometer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And I have the last, last quote, last bonus quote, and we've said it on the podcast many a time. And it's, if you can love the wrong person that much, imagine how much you can love the right person. Oh my God. I just almost did a full somersault. So good. Any breakup ever. You have to read that quote to yourself multiple times a day. Say it one more time for anybody who's going through a tough time romantically. Yes. If you can love the wrong person that much, imagine how much you can love the right person. I mean, delicious. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've definitely thought of that quote during heartbreak before. And sometimes it's so impossible where you're like, oh, but but how could I feel more strongly than I did about this person or this person? And it's like, you just, you will. Yeah. I don't think it's to like minimize the love that you've maybe felt for somebody else in a relationship or the love you've shared, but it's just like, I think the quality of a relationship, the the stability of it, whatever, the, the needs are being met, I think increasingly more and more as you get, older and get into better relationships that are, you know, better for you. Yeah. And we, we've talked before too, um, Kels about like, you know, you have, you're with somebody who is the right person for you at that right time. And then maybe that changes. Right. So it's like, there's no right versus wrong person as like somebody's better than anybody else, but just that, okay, like this new phase or whatever might, I might want a different partnership or whatever different, my values have changed all that stuff. But this is such a good quote too, to just use in any facet, whether it's, I mean, it could be romantic relationship, could be a friendship, could be a job. Um, it could be somewhere that where you live. Like if I could love living here, how much could I love living somewhere else where I feel even more myself, right? Like just a, just a really good one. Yeah. Like. Yeah. For me, I look back and I definitely think that there have been like, you know, depending on the relationship, you could stick to that quote and be like, oh, the wrong person or whatever. But there have been relationships where it's like, that wasn't the wrong person for me. And right. Like you said, quantifying love differently. It's just like that was the right person for me for that time of my life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Quotable buffet. buffet. I am full. I am stuffed. I'm full and I'm from fucking that- amped up. I am ready to climb <laughs> some mountains. Oh. I love it. We do have an iTunes review of the episode. Yes. Are you ready for this one, Kels? Yes. Oh, this is I, I this is from Bree Shaw comedy and there are six exclamation points. It says I put six exclamation points, two for each of you. <laughs> Love this podcast. Oh that is so sweet. So nice. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. I love that. <laughs> I will totally take two exclamation points. That's so nice. Yeah, I will gladly take I, I actually sign a lot of things off of two exclamation points because sometimes one is just not enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm like what is going on with me with that? I do that all the time now. It feels like I'm not being it feels like I'm angry if I only send one now. It feels like two are the minimum amount to show that I'm actually happy about what I'm saying. It's so weird. Sometimes you just need a little extra oomph, you know? You and um, I sound like we're screaming at each other in text. <laughs> Fifty exclamation points all the time. <laughs> so funny. Um what what kind of 
what kind of update do you have for our segments? So I have been going through an interesting time where <laughs> lately my life has felt very peaceful, which is like what you strive for. That is your goal. Yeah. Is like a peaceful, happy, content life. And, uh, but I've, I have actually struggled to enjoy it fully because I feel like something's supposed to be wrong because I'm used to yes, I'm used to a lot of stress in my life. I'm used to all this stuff and I'm out of the lake cabin right now. And that's like the way you do things out here is that you relax and you're peaceful and you enjoy it. And yeah. Taylor and I have actually been sending videos back and forth to each other about um, like TikTok videos we found about being burnt out and how sometimes with burnout, you have a chemical addiction to stress. Yeah. So there are times where you don't necessarily have something to be stressed about, but you're, you're unconsciously start to create situations that feel stressful so that you can feel comfortable and feel like yourself. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I've, I've felt kind of disappointed in myself this past week because I'm always like when I'm working and I'm flying around doing like shows, I'm always like, oh, God, I wish I could just have a vacation. I would love to just slow down for a second. It's like I've been able to for a week and I haven't felt like I could enjoy it. And there's a video that's been going viral on TikTok for forever where it's like the soundbite of a woman saying, no one's coming. No one's coming to make you accomplish your dreams. No one's coming to make you get out of bed. No one's coming to make you go to the gym or whatever. And I was thinking about that video thinking, God, I need somebody to do that video to me. But for the opposite, like no one's coming to make you relax and enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. No Mm -hmm. one's coming to make you take a break and pause and enjoy the things that you've been working so hard for. Like you have to figure out how to do that. Yeah. And it sounds so like what a silly thing to complain about. Like, oh, I can't figure out how to feel at peace, but that's just lately I've had a hard time really taking a mental break from work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I resonate with that so much, Kels. And I feel like, yeah, a lot of people do. Like you finally get that break and you're like, wait a minute. I I know for me, it was always like, I, like you said, I'm so used to having to solve problems or having things going on that, yeah, you get a little addicted to it. But then also in the past, it's like, like anytime there was peace, it was kind of the calm before the next storm. And so then I'm like kind of anxious, like, when's the storm coming? Maybe I'll just create the storm so I can stop sitting with this anxiety. And here's the storm. Here I am. Okay, we're good. Right? <laughs> That's exactly what I've been like. Oh, my God, I feel like I should be preparing for when it's going to be bad again. Like I can't just. Yeah. It's crazy. It's craziness. I know. So weird. And I think you just got to be really kind to yourself of like, look, I lived in that way for so long and I've only been on this other end of the spectrum for a way shorter period of time. So it's like, okay, I'm going to give myself some time to actually get used to that new normal because your body, everything's just so used to it. It's like, you have to like undo your like conditioning or programming or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Feel you on that. 
Um, I guess I have like a, a mix of an update. It's like a good shit, but also the fuck situation. So this is really crazy. So when my, my grandma passed away, we had um, some people come and speak at some of her services and they were um, her old bosses. And my grandma, we always knew my grandma worked for um, like the space industry. She, she was a secretary and stuff like that and an administrative assistant. But we had no idea that she had like we knew like she had been one she won some awards and stuff like that but apparently she had won like awards in this industry that like less than one percent of people win she had been flown to different places uh around the country to be like at the front the front row of um certain like space rocket launches and shit sitting with like astronauts and their family she had been awarded these things by astronauts. Right. And so we're all sitting at her funeral services. Like what the, who was this woman? Because she didn't really talk about it. She either just wanted to keep things very private or was very humble about it. And, and they're like these NASA men basically are talking about how huge, like how, um, well-known and how, uh, um, just like a huge part of the culture and the system my grandmother was to the space industry. And we're like, what? It's like finding out your grandma was in the CIA. We're all <laughs> looking at each other like, what is going on? Um, and she, you know, she picked like the colors for certain rocket ships. And like, we're just hearing all this information. Oh yeah. She was the front, you know, she was the person who greeted all the astronauts, took them around. Everybody wanted to have her uh, on their team. Like, I mean, it was wild. Like the, the way that she won these awards is that like everybody had to vote on the person, like all these different departments had to vote on who should win this, these things. And so like, I remember as a kid thinking, yeah, my grandma's like a receptionist. That's cool. But like, no, she was doing way more shit than that. Receptionist. Yeah. (laughs) Receptionist air quotes. We were, I mean, we were all just like very blown away. And yeah, it was just, it was really weird hearing about somebody's life that you've known your whole life, but there was just other part of them that you never knew. And we wouldn't have known that unless, you know, they came and they told us like how important she was to everything there. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. Especially to find out after the fact, I'm sure you were just like, oh my God, like. Yes. It was like, I remember as a kid, like, oh, grandma won an award at work, but you just, I don't know. You look at your grandma. It's like, it's probably a participation trophy. I mean, I'm sorry, grandma. Like, right. Like, oh, that's sweet. They're giving these out to people. And, and, and they took a picture with her and stuff, but because she didn't talk about it, she didn't brag about it. She didn't talk about how prestigious it was. So we're all just thinking, yeah, grandma really likes her job and she is really loved there. But no, like these are, they're like, no, she was like the person <laughs> that made astronauts feel, co- yeah, total badass. Like she, you know, yeah, she's like the the first person people, like the astronauts would come in and have to get basically shown around the place and feel comforted and safe to put their lives at risk for what they're doing. And that was, my grandma was doing that for them. Like what? <laughs> she's a special lady. We, we yes. know this already just from the way you talk about her, but she was a special lady to someone to so many people. 
Yeah, I could. We, I mean, every like, and like my mom and my aunt are just like, who is this woman? Who is this woman that raised us? Like, we didn't yeah. know any of this. It was wild. So I don't know. I just feel like if you're eight, you know, if you have some loved ones, some grandparents that you can ask questions to and get to know them on a different level, maybe they got some secrets. And I would ask my grandma what her deepest secrets were. And she didn't fucking share any of that stuff. Oh, my God. Those aren't even like bad secrets. It's like actually the fucking Michael Jordan of receptionists. (laughs) Kind of a cool thing to share. Yeah, so that was that was my uh, my good shit, but also the fuck is going on <laughs> moment with my grandmother. Oh, oh wow, it was wild. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, oh. never know, oh. never know what they're up to. Um, yeah. Well, there it is, quotable buffet. Yeah. Quotable buffet. We hope that this jacked you up. To be yes. frank, there are a lot of episodes we do where we're like, we hope that like you feel comforted and nice and all that, and and we do hope you feel comforted and nice. But we also hope that you are maybe going to take some time today and journal or go on a walk or call a friend and like maybe something came up for you. You're like, oh, shit, I need to I need to try something different. Yeah. Get real riled up about your fucking life today. Really go hard on it. <laughs> Drop some things down. Have a great cup of tea. <laughs> I, I mean, I really am going to journal this afternoon. Yes. Got some stuff I want to figure out so good well we love you guys thank you so much go see kelsey on tour at kelseycook.com you can head over to delaneyfisher.com for the career crush podcast we love you guys and we'll talk to you soon all right guys have a good one bye bye Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 